now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is two men on with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. I can. I could take any Red Hot Chili Peppers song specifically under the bridge and turn it into lyrics about you and your life, Amory. I'll do it right now on air. Thank Let's you. Well, you already honest. did. Were there were there even lyrics to start with in a Red Hot Chili Peppers no, song? It's, just the it's more about the vibe. Yeah. It's more about the vibe of the peppers. Also, with the last like stage name of Castillo, that's perfect for under the bridge. Mm. Like partner Castillo. It's like basically the same. Those are different numbers of syllables and wildly no, not, different letters. That's the way I pronounce it. Mm. Ah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I feel like Amory Castillo. Let's go. I did it. I snuck That's it in there. Close yeah, I snuck it in. Good, not great. We're live from Sadie's on Forest. We're doing bonus radio. Let's go. It's Ned James here yet, Amory. What's up? So are you saying you can come on the show with I'm us? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Hey, Ned. Ned what's happening? Welcome to the show. That's my quarterback. Ned, you going to Red Hot Chili Peppers with us or what's up? It's like the whitest thing you could ever do. <laughs> <laughs> Just come hang out with you guys. At a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert and watch Van sneak booze into a into Isleta. Yes. Hey, they're L.A. boys. I'm a I'm a L.A. guy, so I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Boom! There oh, we go. I can't wait to see Ned James and Brandon Ortega just swoon together over Red Hot Chili Peppers. Adorable. <laughs> Let me tell you the secret to sneaking in that would booze. Be funny. Sneaking in booze to a concert or a music festival. Yeah. You don't do it day of. Oh God! See. <laughs> You sneak, you sneak in before, uh-huh. yeah, days before, uh-huh. when there's no security, and you plant it. You dig it into the ground. Okay. You put a whole bottle or a whole assortment of flasks. Then you dig it up later, and then people are surrounding you, watching you, and you think they you discovered liquid gold, but you're the one who actually planted yes. it the whole time. There you go, Ned. Now you know. Sounds like you've done that before, man. Oh, statute of limitations <laughs> hasn't gone out yet, so no. Ned, I was in and out of the press conference so very fast today. Were you there? We didn't connect. No, I was not there, but I've okay. listened to it. You know, I've seen it online, and I know Bronco, so I mean, I'm pretty familiar with with him and and Rocky and all the guys. You know, they were there. I was, I passed through. I was on that staff for a little bit, a couple of months with Bronco and uh, and Rocky and those guys before I went to the Titans, left and went to the NFL and, t- and Rocky's. Took me three years to get Rocky from being mad at me for leaving him uh, yeah. going to the NFL. Back to the, I had to get the pension. I said, "Rock, I got another year. I got to." He didn't like that, but anyway, it was. I've known I've known Bronco for a while. I've, you know, I've known guys that coach with him at BYU and Virginia. I got a good friend who's an alumni there that knows him, and so I, I, I pretty much know. You know, Bronco. You know, he's a smart coach. You know, and you know, it's kind of. What I thought about the whole thing was, you know, I, I kind of was out. I, I like to think outside the box. We got these young guys, young, young athletic directors. I, I was expecting something a little bit more outside the box, maybe a woman or go to Mexico, get one of the national champion college football coaches in Mexico. But we kind of went kind of status quo. You kind of went safe this time because, I mean, I think they felt like they took a challenge or, or, or a chance with uh, – with Danny, and, and this time they wanted to play it kind of safe, to, safe and, and close to the vest. And you know, Bronco's definitely a great hire. He's a good coach, and you know, he's a serious, stoic coach who really, you know, is is a defensive, 
you know, uh, minded head coach. You know, he's he's going to be tough. It's going to be, you know, they're going to play the game. You know, kind of a similar style to to what Bob Davey had, I think, um, and what Rocky you know used. But we'll see. You know, times change. I think Broncos. You know, he's 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 my age, so he, you know he's an old man now. So he's kind of learned along the Stop. way. You know, in his okay. stops as head coaches. Um, you know, the, you know, he left Virginia. You know, and you know, under some circumstances, he probably you know felt like you know the game was kind of changing a little bit, and he, he had to adjust to it. He didn't, he didn't want to at that time, and maybe he's kind of you know, I don't know, just kind of maybe changed his perspective on on how he's going to have to. You know, adjust to the new the new way uh, college uh, enterprises are operating now with NIL and, and the transfer portal. I mean, it, these old guys. I mean, they're going out kicking and screaming. I mean, Craig Bowl down in Wyoming. You know, he, he he absolutely said he would not you know participate in the in the NILs and the in the transfer portal thing. But you gotta have to. I mean, because because they're gonna cherry pick right. off your guys. Um, you know, we've got three great offensive linemen. I said this last year and this year they were they were even better this year and. And everybody's coming after them, you know, out of the portal. The kids and, and the kids, there's a price for them, you know. There's not, they're not going into the portal right. and <laughs> for free. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, we had three pretty good ones that, you know, with, with uh, uh, JC and, and CJ and and DJ, you know, all the initial guys, you know, <laughs> the, the left tackle, the center, and the right tackle, really great players. And now they're, you know, there's opportunity for NIL and and. and um, Rocco's going to have to re-recruit him. I mean, he's going to have to try to find a way. I don't know if we'll get him. Um, I don't think any of the other guys that went into the portal are guys you can't replace. But those three guys, you know, are top-tier guys, and uh, they're going to they're going to demand top market value. So, you know, I think Bronco coming in is good because he's familiar with 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 uh, New Mexico. Uh, the energy we want to see that, you know, because uh, he's coming back into a place where you're going to have to have a lot of energy. Uh, to get this team over the hump. Uh, so we'll see what he has to offer. Joining us on the program, Ned James, who's about to announce that he's going to coach the quarterbacks and he's the director <laughs> of Riz. So, uh, Ned, congratulations on your new positions with the team. Well, yeah, let the people know, you know, here I am. I'm, I'm available to coach the quarterbacks. Any any, any one of your quarterbacks, particularly my, my, my high school uh uh, quarterback recruit that I coach that I'm so proud of that's going to get an opportunity to play against the Cleveland Browns this week and C.J. Beth that I was bragging to everybody about because I love right. C.J. Yep. He's a great kid with the Jaguars. But uh, he, I coached him in high school. Uh, you know, his dad, his granddad is Bobby Beth, the legendary Hall of Fame GM of the Redskins and the San Diego Chargers. His, his brother. Oh, wow. His brother is Tucker, you know, Tucker Bethard. He's a big-time country, country western singer. And his dad, Clay, Clay uh, Bethard is the one. You know, he's produced Clint Black and Kenny Chesney. And, and some of those yeah, likes, you know, Chesney would always come so work much. out with us at the Titans. So I know Chesney okay. from being over there. But, you know, those, you know they've got a musical family. Um, and uh, so I'm just proud of CJ. I text him all the time about making sure he has that two-minute drill down. And he's. He's always happy to hear that. He did a great job with the two-minute drill. He texted me right back and said, Coach, I did a good job with the two-minute drill, but it didn't work because they kicked the field goal and beat us. But he's uh, really a good kid, and I'm, I'm proud of him in, uh, in Jacksonville. And, and with Bronco, you know, it's going to be, you know, Bronco's, you know, he's had to adapt, to, you know, his style, you know, of coaching. And he's done a great job. He's done a good job every place he's been. BYU, you know, you kind of have a little bit of an advantage with the uh, – 
with the guys going on the mission and that sort of stuff. And so, I mean, I think they do have a little bit of an advantage in college sports and uh, in that they get to send those guys on the mission. They get grown men back and with 401Ks and they play in college football. So uh, they, they have a little bit of an advantage, I thought, at BYU. So you should win at BYU, in my opinion. Um, and he did a great job there despite, you know, all you know the, the, the prior coach didn't win as many games as he did. But uh, he got him into bowl games and did a great job and then parlayed that to Virginia and did a great job with Bryce Perkins, who's, you know, grandfather. Well, his, his I coached his Bryce Perkins' dad at Arizona State. That's how old I am. His uh, dad, Bruce Perkins, is a uh, nephew of uh, Don Perkins, who was on the side of our stadium, the Dallas Cowboy legend. So, I mean, there's a connection. And, yeah. you know, I just know that uh, Bronco, you know, he's he's familiar with the recruiting. He's familiar with you know, New Mexico and what it takes to win and, and, and the kind of attitude you have to have. And I just, you know, he's got to show some energy, you know, because it's going to take a lot of energy to um, to put this team back together, you know, and to get a get a winning team. Um, and there's going to be some ex- expectations the first year. I mean, there's no time. I mean, you can't talk about building. You know, nobody wants to hear that. You know, you've got NIL, you've got transfer portal. It's win now. Ned, uh, I want to go from college to the NFL ranks, and I got to admit when I'm wrong, I got to send him his flowers and eat crow from Cowboy Nation. I want to hear your perspective on the way Dak Prescott has been playing, because I thought he was a middle of the road guy. He can not lose games for you, but he's not going to win any either. But he looks like uh, the best in class right now, and he is looking wildly impressive. Do you think Dak has turned a corner in the middle of this year and he's that guy now? Well, my barometer on quarterbacks has always been have they won a playoff game. And Dak's won a couple playoff games. I mean, and so, you know, once you win a couple playoff games, I mean, I think you've arrived. And so he's he's been steady. Uh, Not losing a game is important as well. I mean, I don't really – you know, quarterbacks to me, you know, get a little bit too much love. You know, too much love when you win, and too much blame when, uh, when, uh, when they lose. But you know, I think sure. the defense has played well. I thought they would play well. I think that's what's helped Dak. Uh, I like McCarthy as a coach. No one else liked him. When I was bragging about him before the year started, everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Like I know the guy; he's a good coach. And sometimes I get caught up in some of the coaching stuff because I know a lot of these guys. And uh, that kind of sways me in, in one way, one direction or another. Um, and so, you know, a guy who, who doesn't lose you the game is a quarterback. And, you know, you got an offensive-minded uh, head coach who I, I thought, you know, he would he would do well under, um, and uh, he is. And that's why the Cowboys are, are where they're at. Ned, one final one for me before we let you go, because you know we're tight tonight with Lady Lobo's basketball. Oh, Bronco okay. comes into the university. He's got. Obviously, a ton of stuff in front of him. You've seen a lot of coaches come into a university. If you were to give him one piece of expertise, one piece of knowledge, one one tip, trick, or hint, what would it be for a first-year coach at a new university? A first-year head coach. You're talking about Bronco, right? Uh, well, not first-year. I apologize. Uh, uh, first, It's your first year as the new head coach. I apologize. Oh, okay. No. It- well, the one thing Broncos going to have to do one the one piece of advice I'd give him is to just not really pay attention to 
what the fans are saying or what you know sports talk shows like us are saying or what anybody else, you know you're going to have your yep. I mean you're going to have the kind of culture you want to build as the head coach and, and he's been in this long enough to know that hey it's going to be about you know what his his idea of what this program should look like it's not going to be what anybody any one of us says or or how any of us think that uh, you know he should uh, should operate his program uh, he's got a definite plan on how he wants to do that, definite plan what kind of players he wants to have on his team and how he wants these players to to behave and, and perform. And, uh, you know, you just ha- he's just going to have to stick with that. And, you know, whether whether we like it or not, it's not going to matter because, uh, you know, he's here now and uh, he's got the he's got the pedigree. He's got, uh, you know, he's got what I call the skins on the wall. He's done it before. And so he's going to be able to kind of, you know, he's going to kind of build a – uh, fan base based off of that, off of his reputation and what he's done in the past, um, and just stick to that. I mean, he, he talked about that a little bit, um, you know. But it's a new world now, and I mean, he he struggled with the with the with that new world, and, and that's why he kind of left Virginia. But I think he's he's going to have to engage, and uh, you know, you're going to have to be able to handle. And and the NIL is not that big a deal in the Mountain West. You're just going to have to be able to, you know, be consistent and, and be organized, and I think that's what he'll bring to this program. Um, and, and we'll see. We'll see. Once you're, once you're that organized, and, you know, he's, he's pretty stoic, and he's pretty, you know, he's pretty uh, smart. I, I like to – Bronco is a bright guy, and he's going he's gonna to be able to have the right pieces in place and the right people in place uh, to get the job done. I, I'm – I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I mean, I'm I'm excited to to kind of go in and talk to him and see how you know what he's uh, how he's doing and you know just how he feels because we're both old men now. So we knew each other you know 25 years ago. We were a little bit younger. And I, he's uh, uh-huh. he's been through some wars and and so I'm curious to see you know what that break did for him and how he feels now coming back uh, into the swing of things and and coaching college football again. Ned, thank you so much, brother. Yeah, thank you guys for having me, man. Anytime. He's the best. You're the best, Ned. He's the best. I don't know what my favorite part about him is, but I think it's the way he, for no reason, connects the dots on people. Sure. <laughs> and I go, I go, oh, yeah. what path are we going on now? He, he's like the stenographer for, like, NFL 23 and me. Yes. Just, we just mentioned a player and asked him. He's like, well, actually, his uncle's yeah. mailman. Uh, mm-hmm. Used to produce records for Buddy Holly, Correct. and then Buddy Holly's son and their son had a kid, and that kid played for me. Right, who one time ate an apple off of a tree <laughs> yeah. that I thought about my future under. And you're like, okay, <laughs> like we're super into that. Ah, he's the best. We wrap up the program whenever we get back as we preview Thursday night football, and then tomorrow a million sports topics. Let's go. Where are we at tomorrow? Safe house of stealing, baby. Oh, let's go on gold. You know it. It's gonna be the jam. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. It's got to be an elevation thing, right? I thought they were going to hit it with it again. Well, Thursday night football started. Uh, big surprise with 11 minutes left in the first. You haven't missed anything. <sighs> Over under is 30. The spread is six. Not favored towards New England. This is. Well, look at this. Oh, New England scores as I say a thing. Elliot's into the end zone. So, oh, my gosh. Ezekiel Elliott catches a 12-yard touchdown pass, and he's in. Eight plays, 75 yards, took about four minutes. Okay, Pittsburgh is favored by six. The over-under is 30. Um, 
I'm imagining both of you aren't touching this. What's up with this game tonight, team? I don't bet on Thursday night football unless I am 1,000% confident on something. This continues with this game. Um, I mean, I want to take the under. The Patriots haven't scored more than 10 points four weeks in a row. Absolutely. So is, that, is, is tonight when that you take said, it? With that being said, they scored on their first drive to set a new PR in the past two months. So currently the Steelers hold like the fifth seed in the AFC for the playoffs right now, and which is bonkers to me. And I think if uh, Kenny Pickett didn't go down, I would be rooting for them, like betting on this game. But I just think uh-huh. – and then the Patriots have nothing to lose, though. You know what I mean? They have nothing to lose, so – Maybe the Patriots will pull it off. Patriots, funny enough, I I read an article about this this morning. They're in a very unique position where they can win out this year, and if they get wildly lucky with the rest of the AFC, they can still sneak into the playoffs. Also, with way less effort, they can be the number one pick. It's not very often a team this late into the year can make the playoffs or be the number one pick, the Patriots are literally sitting in that position right now. I'm well, about to break the fourth wall for our listeners, guys, yeah. for our friends of the show. I've watched zero New England Patriots snaps, games, or anything this season, and I just learned that their kicker wears Lucky number, you. Yeah, their <laughs> kicker wears number 37, and this is the first time I've become upset about the position and number thing. Uh, a kicker he, should not wear 37. That is how I feel. Well, my assumption is he wasn't even supposed to make the team. Chad Ryland, the rookie kicker, wears number 37. You're like, there's no way this kid makes the team. Give him 37. This rook from Maryland. You're like, oh, crap. Well, the, better than he thought it was. The Broncos, Bengals, and Bills are all 500, not 500 right now at 6-6. Six and six. And then behind that, the Chargers, 5-7, and seven, Raiders, 5-7. and seven. And then the Patriots are two games behind the Jets and Titans. So it could get weird. You're right, Van. Yeah. It could get really weird. No, the Patriots can win out. And then if the right teams beat the right teams from all the ones that you named, the Patriots could get all of the tiebreakers and sneak in on the last week and get the last wild card spot. It can literally happen. It's not gonna, but it could. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not gonna. Does Pittsburgh win tonight? Do they cover? I'm not picking the spread. I would pick Pittsburgh to win, though. Even, the, well, geez even Louise. Na- even right now. Even right now, yes. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky who is not as bad. Oh, sorry. Mitchell Trubisky is not as bad as he looked in his first couple stints. I think he can muster eight or more points the rest of the game and beat the Patriots, who apparently concocted some miracle drive that they haven't had in five weeks. Well, all they can do is run the ball. And what's crazy is Ramon J. Stevenson is out, too. That's another reason why I was like, oh, no way. And no offense to Zeke Elliott, just... No, actual offense to to Zeke Elliott. Correct. Specifically, direct offense to Zeke Elliott. Uh, Good news. I forgot to start Mitchell Trubisky in our fantasy league because I picked him up, so he's on the bench. Let's hope he does terrible. Okay. Thank you, Sadie. He's on fourth floor. He's going to overtime. Hey, Marie, good job today. Thank you. Man, final words? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But uh, anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. Good job, everyone. GG.
See you tomorrow at Safe House, Burke.